The Not So Great Outdoors contains stories of a graphic nature. Viewer discretion is advised. The outdoors are great. Except when they're not. Welcome to the Not So Great Outdoors. We're your guides. I'm Piff. And I'm Sav. And this is a bonus episode. Woo! Woo! So, buckle up, kids, because this is going to be the closest that most of you are going to get to Sav's stories thus far. Yeah. Because... Except for that one episode that we recorded while, like, drunk an hour before yeah. it came out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, except for that. That one's pretty close, too. That one's pretty close. Although yeah. that one, we were a lot... We were, we were very upset. We were really upset. We're in great moods, too. Yeah. So... So... So that's... Better. Yeah. Yeah. This is better. Yeah. Um... So, and the reason why I say it's the closest most of you are going to get is just because until you decide to become a patron, this is the closest you're going to get. But when you join our Patreon family, then you get access to Sav Stories. I almost said Piff Stories. Piff Stories are every week. That's the normal ones. That's the podcast. (laughs) That's Um, the podcast. (laughs) That's the podcast. Um, Sav Stories come out on the first of every month. Yes. On Patreon. And that's basically when I tell a story and Piff gets to react. So, mm-hmm. um, and they don't have to be outside. So, have, so like disclaimer, I treated this like a sad stories and didn't really think about it. Um, so this is not outside, <laughs> but it's a b- 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 bonus episode. Bonus. So it could be so whatever we it's, want. Yep. Well, that's our podcast. We could do whatever we want anyway, yeah. but. But it's bonus. We so. do have a general theme we try to stick yeah. around, but bonus episodes. So yeah. what are you going to do? I could try to really stretch and be like, oh, no, yeah, this is totally like outside. Um, but no, not not really. Not quite. Because of the theme of Piff's episode that's coming this week, um, mm-hmm. I decided to go the paranormal route for the bonus so that you guys could get that um because our um regularly scheduled um programming is a bit uh, dark it is a bit dark and it's dropping on thanksgiving day so So um you guys get this episode today you get another one in a couple days yes don't get used to it it's just because it's a holiday week and we wanted to treat you yes and some of you may already be with extended family um and that can be kind of draining sometimes or you're traveling you know um or you're i know home. things like or you're home yeah because and things are different yeah so we wanted to drop an extra bit of content this week so that you guys had a little bit of extra stuff yeah. to so if you to can't help be, you through if you can't be with your family at least you can be with your nsgo gals yeah without further ado here is our bonus episode i have a question okay what is it about secret societies. <gasps> I have no <laughs> idea what this is, but I'm so excited. What is it about secret societies that are so fascinating? Probably Secrets. the fact secret is in the name. Um, but our episode this I week. Love, hold this on. Week, hold our on. Episode, I our need to tangent episode. before you tell me the topic. Do it. I love secret societies so <laughs> much. I assumed that. I didn't Guys. know that 100%. <laughs> But I figured. My college, like, had secret societies. And I was so interested in their, like, little rituals and their secrets. And, like, I love Greek life because they have secrets. And I just, like, collective groups of people with weird secrets. And, like, 
I love it. I just love it. I yeah. just, ah, oh, I'm so excited. Okay, let's go. Okay, I'm so glad you're so excited. So remember, this is paranormal, but it does, it, the common thread around it is um, a secret society. So here we go. And I figured, why not talk about a secret society? Because, you know, the thing that's most common with around secret societies is the speculation of what's actually going oh, yeah. on behind closed doors. And speculating happens to be our favorite thing. Yes. So let's do it. Have you ever heard of the Independent Order of the Oddfellows? Yes. That's what we're talking about. <gasps> okay, so I don't sort know of. a lot about it. It was just, I, you, okay. I recognize the name. Yeah. So I'm, oh. Okay, and the, and for the rest of this episode, I'm going to talk about, I'm going to say Oddfellows. Okay. Instead of the Independent Order of the Oddfellows, because that's a lot. Are they and I'm magicians? They are not magicians. Okay. Not that I know of. I did they, not uncover that. I don't know. But just, I don't know. I'm just like, okay. But also, it's a secret society, so who knows? Who knows? <laughs> because I couldn't really uncover a whole lot. Yeah. But I uncovered enough to make them kind of creepy. <laughs> so there's that. I'm so excited. Okay. So I had never heard of the Independent Order of the Oddfellows until literally earlier this week. Okay. Or literally earlier this week. We are recording this on a Friday, just so y'all know. <laughs> literally earlier this week, because Sav's been sick. <laughs> And I suck at planning ahead, and so I hadn't done my notes. <clears throat> Sorry. Okay, they were done by recording. They were That's done all that by matters. recording. That's all that matters. But, so, I was watching Ghost Adventures. Like you like do. Like I do. <laughs> I knew you'd say like you do, so I literally wrote like I do into my notes. Um, because I can't get enough, no matter how overly dramatic their reactions can be. Sometimes they're not, but sometimes, most of the time, they're very overly dramatic. But for whatever reason, I just can't get enough. So here we are. Because it's entertainment. <laughs> Season 10. I came across this episode that talked about the Oddfellows oh. in a way. And honestly, this episode freaked me out. Online, it says that this episode, so like on the Travel Channel, so y'all know, website, it says that this is Season 10, Episode 9. But on Hulu, for whatever reason, it is Season 14, Episode 9. So I don't know, but... It's either. It's either one of those. I don't know. But just literally just Google Ghost Adventures Oddfellows and you'll find it. Can we watch that after this? Absolutely. Let's do it. Sorry. Pardon my French. It's an explicit podcast. This is marked explicit for a reason. Actually, not necessarily the language is the reason. The the content for the also most part. the language, yeah, but also the language. If okay. it's just the content, we could get away with it not being marked explicit. I but I true. curse a lot, so I have more since we started this episode, <laughs> or not this episode, this podcast. Anyway, I'm a bad influence. Um, a little bit. That's okay. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> it's fine. It really did mess with me, and for many reasons. And like, I talk about paranormal stuff more often than I talk about crimes, and that's because it's just so intriguing to me. Oh, yeah. And we, the majority of what we talk about in our regular episodes is true crime for the most part. Mm-hmm. Like, that's definitely, we, like, we the most primarily common. a yeah. true crime podcast. Yeah, so especially for Sav stories, I like to kind of shake it up and, like, change it up. Um, and also there's so many true crime podcasts out there. But there's not as much as many podcasts I don't think as about paranormal, so I like to talk about that. Not ones that I like. Yeah, yeah. I, if you have a suggestion on a really good paranormal podcast, I let, would love to know. Let yeah. me know. Yeah. Okay, so I was watching that episode while I was on the mend from being sick, and 
naturally, my husband fell asleep on the couch while I was watching it alone. And it's dark at like four o'clock now. So that's great. Because I used to have this rule that I wouldn't watch it after dark. But now I wouldn't it's watch dark it at all. all. Now the it's time, dark. So, so. Um, and it honestly, it really did. It freaked me out. And it takes a lot in a Ghost Adventures episode specifically, like, to freak me out. Because, like... That's their whole shtick. Like, stuff happens in literally yeah. every episode. Well, I don't know. There have been a couple episodes where I'm like, wow, I just wasted, like, 45 minutes of my life because, like, nothing happened. That momentary realism. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. But it really freaked me out. But let's get into... Before we talk about necessarily, like, like what freaked me out, I do want to talk about some background and, like, what was happening. So, in this episode, the Ghost Adventure guys were... Um, investigating at what was previously known as the Oddfellows home in Liberty, Missouri. Okay. Okay. And so, and the episode name is like the Oddfellows Asylum, but that makes you, me think like insane asylum and that's not what it was. I but didn't we'll know get that there. word could be used for just buildings. Mhm. You didn't know? No. Or you did. No, I just I thought that you if you it was an asylum. I guess it asylum was, also could mean safety because like if Yes, you, and that is absolutely what the Oddfellows oh, okay. home like provided. Okay, that makes a lot okay. of the time. So, and we'll get there. But, um, so it did freak me out. And, but so naturally, I watched it like three or four more times while <laughs> I was doing my research because I was like, what was that one thing? Like, like who happened. said it or yeah. like what actually specifically happened or whatever, you know? So I had to watch it a couple more times. So it was great. And then I watched it the last time while I was wrapping up just to, to get me in the spooky mood. But so the former Oddfellows Home in Liberty is now known as the Belvoir. Winery and Inn. Do you like that? <gasps> Belvoir. Can we? Absolutely go? not. No. It's a winery. We can go to the winery. We're not staying, but we can okay. go. I'm I just want to go. We can go, but I'm not staying. Um, it also serves as a popular wedding venue in I the would... area under its new purpose. Hmm? I don't think getting married somewhere haunted is your best idea. Right. Yeah. I'm, you know, there's a lot of like questionable things around that yeah but i digress according to the our history page on the belvoir winery website quote this is a long quote just heads up okay quote the independent order of the odd fellows and they have i-o-o-f but i that just takes a lot more off that (laughs) takes a lot more energy than saying the odd fellows so but whatever and it is one of the largest fraternal and benevolent orders in the united states the chief purpose of the Order of Oddfellows is to give aid, assistance, and comfort to its members and their families. Oddfellows is a secret society and has its own system of rites and passwords um, and other rituals and things. That's my own little, like, addition into that, but whatever. Um, the Oddfellows home was established for the care and maintenance of members of the Order who were unable to earn a livelihood by reasons of age or affliction, those who were indignant and who... and for the wives and orphans of members. The establishment of statewide homes such as the Missouri Oddfellows and Liberty was viewed as a form of health and life insurance. As, lo- as long as members were in good standing, they could count on the Oddfellows taking care of them and or their family if misfortune should arise, end quote. So, you know, like the Masonic homes. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say, very it sounds similar. like most things that have fraternal order in front of them. Yeah. Like... Yeah. So when the Oddfellows building, well, I kind of, I 
I hesitate to say campus, but there was multiple buildings on this property. So kind of like uh, a kind campus. of a campus. Um, whenever it first began, um, Odd Fellows, as far as I know, did not originate in Missouri. But like mm-hmm. when the the Liberty Missouri Odd Fellows home was established, the only other home like it in the whole state was a, a Masonic home. Okay. So, um, and also I think, I feel like I've been really intrigued by this just because like my dad's a Mason, my brother's a Mason, you know, I just think that's kind of cool. It's also They're different. like a secret society. It is. We call it Secret Squirrel. It's also you know, things- the old cartoon Secret Squirrel. No. I don't know it very well, but I only know it because that's what my dad references me- oh. Mason's as to me and my mom because like we don't know what it is. He says, oh, it's Secret Squirrel stuff. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. So What's... they are very different societies, but it, that's, like, the closest comparison I can think of. Yeah. The administration building, the old folks building, and that's exactly what they called it. Because <laughs> back in the day, in the 1800s, I that's was about what they to be called. like, what year was this? This is 1800s, yeah. Yeah, that tracks. Uh, so the old folks building and the old hospital are the only remaining buildings on the 170-acre property. And the... Um, that acreage could be more because at one point they did own more of that property. Okay. Like up to 200 and some acres because they pretty much were self-sustaining at one point because they farmed all of that yeah. land. And like the – so the Odd Fellows are known for their charitable like giving and, mm-hmm. and their charity. But the home itself was not seen as charity um, like to the families of the members. Yeah. Um, like, that was their home, but it was also, like, they worked there, mm-hmm. you know? So, like, they would work the grounds. They would, you know, farm, and, you know, several people would teach because there was also an orphanage. Um, and I'm pretty sure, like, the old folks building and the orphanage were one and the same. There are some things that make me question that, but I'm fairly certain that it okay. was the same building. And just, like, different floors, you know? Um, so, like, some people would teach, like, the children. Also, fun fact... The education, like, at the time, the education that the children and orphans received at the Oddfellows home was better than any education that they could get in the state elsewhere. I'm not surprised. I'm not either, especially considering the time period. But, yeah, you know, so just fun fact. That was considered, like, elite, which was awesome. Yeah. And, like, they also... It was like their own little society. Yeah. And so the Oddfellows also paid for, like, those orphans, paid for their schooling and everything... A lot of kids got to go to high school, which was, like, a huge deal at that time. time. And then they also, like, later on, as they got further established, paid for children to go to college. That's cool. Which was really neat. So. I like these people so far. Yeah, well. (laughs) Well. Well, That's why I said so far. Yeah. So those are the only buildings now left remaining um, on the property. Um, The old hospital, in my opinion, is the most haunted, but we'll get there. Um, there is also a 600 grave cemetery on the property um, filled with um, old um, deceased Oddfellows members, um, their widows, and orphan children. The main building that now stands on the property was built on the burnt remains of another previous building that served as an orphanage and a hotel. And for the record, I don't think it was an orphanage and a hotel at the same time. That would be kind of weird. Just, I was going to say, that would be or- a problem. <laughs> Yeah. Orphans running around your hotel. Yeah. So, kind of like a cat cafe, except with human children. Weird. No. <laughs> that would not be okay. Oh. And, like, you can pick one out and adopt <laughs> it and take it home. take it home with you. 
No. <laughs> Thanks for staying here. Have a children. Have a child. Uh, no. You can play with them beforehand so that you can you know, learn. They're going to fit you know. your lifestyle. Yeah, you yeah. can learn about them, ask them questions. Yeah. No. And just sign the papers, no. take them. And no. Oh, my gosh. No. It's not a good idea. It just it elicits such a vivid. I didn't think about that, but like, I didn't think about that before I said it, and I'm like, wow, that is awful. <laughs> oh well, it's fine. I said the it orphan now. Hotel. It's, it's fine. It's fine. Anywho, um, according to an article, and like, okay, wait, before I say that, like, some of the things that I read, and and things that I saw, and like the episode, and all of that. Every building, like, on this property is haunted to some degree. I genuinely believe that. Like, I really do. Because it, I don't know. How could it not be at some point? Because there was so much, like, sadness, especially, Mm -hmm. like, there were orphans, widows, like, sick and dying people. People who were at one point in the order, you know. And, like, they built the hospital because so many of the elderly needed so much more, like, advanced care. Yeah. That they had to build that. They built it out of necessity. Like, it was not part of the original plan. Like, yeah. it had well, to be Well, and done. I feel like places that have stuff like that, even if it's not an intelligent ghost, like, you're going to have some energy that's not, not positive. Yeah. Yeah. So, according to an article published by the Kansas City Star, which is a news publication... Um, this property is one of the most well-known haunted locations in the area. Quote, the current main building was built on top of the charred remains of another orphanage and former hotel on the site. There is a 600 grave cemetery at the east end of the property, which routinely has unusual occurrences, which like, I know I literally just said all of that except for the unusual occurrences part, but I was like, okay, all right. But so also. It's like, even the <laughs> cemetery, which of course it's a cemetery, but like, yeah. still, because that was like the but one I, part that they didn't investigate in the episode. So I was like, all right, even that, like yeah. literally the whole property. Well, uh, fun fact, I grew up near a cemetery. Yeah. Like a block away. And I feel like most cemeteries, not haunted. No. But a cemetery in that close proximity. Yeah, to all of that other stuff. Yeah, and, like, the people buried in the cemetery lived in that building. And, like, I just feel like that's a great way to invite them to literally hop from place to place. Like, it's yep. literally, like, boing, boing, boing. right here. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm glad, I'm glad we're on the same, we're on the same page here. Track, yeah. Continuing that um, quote. Operating manager Jesse, I cannot pronounce that last name. It is German. I don't know. I'm going to call him Jesse. Yeah. (laughs) Operating manager Jesse said this, and again, this is continuing that quote. Um, He said, the site had reports of ghosts for many years before his family purchased the property um, from the Oddfellows in 1991. Everyone who visits the Oddfellows home can be guaranteed to see at least one dead person. What? Guaranteed? Yeah. Continuing that quote, just the last two words. The skeleton, end quote. What? Yeah. There. Okay. So let me let me let's hold on. Let's no, but this. but hold on. Yeah, you heard me right. It's they a, had a resident. Everybody skeleton. sees a ghost skeleton. No, they have a real skeleton on display. Yeah. That's worse. Right. So. And then Why? And it's, it's all downhill from here. <laughs> it's it's all downhill <laughs> from here. Literally. Okay. They have a real human skeleton on display. 
They call him George. Cool, cool, cool. I'm pretty sure his name actually was George. Well, you would um, but know we don't have there. like a hundred percent. But just, there's just like a thing. I don't know. Okay, so George donated his body, so oh, he so wasn't aware fellow. of it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, he I'm was, more okay with this. Now. Yeah, he was an odd fellow. Okay, so he's a member, and George donated his body for the use in the rituals of the odd fellows, and now remains in a history room at the Belvoir. It is said, however, that George does not participate in the hauntings himself. Yeah, well, I would think. Specifically. Because he's at peace with the yes, fact he, that he's there. It wasn't just like, oh, here's a body. So. Yeah. Tangent. Uh-huh. So I once went to a museum exhibit. It was like a traveling exhibit. And in the exhibit, they had real human remains. Was it the Death Museum? Like, no. traveling exhibit? No? No. It was It was death. like a history thing. Okay. Um... And so they were like, you know, like, these are real human remains. we got to be respectful, stuff like that. And the energy in that place, those those people, they did not want to be there. No. I was like, I, like, went in, and it was like, I was with my family, like, at a museum. Mm-hmm. And, like, we went out, and I was like, Mom, that's not okay. Like, and she's like, yeah, I didn't think that either. Yeah. And it was, like, just, pa- like, a traveling part of, like, a bigger museum. So there was not, like... You couldn't, yeah. like, complain because it was going to be gone in a week anyway. Yeah. But it was just, like, I understand what they yeah. were going and, like, for. I get it. But when if somebody you, donates their body when you to donate science. donate your body, like, that's different yeah. than, like. And if you are, a, and if it's, like, a scientific exhibit, like, for educational purposes kind of thing, like, I can kind of stretch to where, like, the people who once, like, inhabited that body or, like, that body part, or, like, whatever yeah. that's on display, might, that might be okay. But sometimes I'm like, mm. Yeah, sometimes you're just like, this was unnecessary. It was unnecessary yeah. to have the bodies there. Like, yeah. pictures would have been fine yeah. of yeah. that. Because like, it was I like, there were all of... these artifacts and stuff, and I'm like, that's really cool. But yeah. then it was like, and also, here's this child skull. And I'm like, ugh. I draw the why? line at children. I just, I just, I don't know. I just do. Um. I, don't, I even get kind of, like, weirded out when there's, like, like a mummy, you know, and, like, things like that, you know, yeah, like, I things like that you see in museums, like... You should leave them in their resting place of their choosing. Yep, just leave them, leave them be. That's my... Opinion. That's my thought. Yep, mm-hmm. Yeah. Hot take. That's how you get haunted shit. Yeah. Yep. Not good. <laughs> Not a good look. Not a good look. Okay. So, yes, they have George. We'll revisit George in a minute. So. But George knows his body's there. He, George knows. he volunteered for that. He volunteered, so. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so according to an article published by the Los Angeles Times, which I thought was wild that the L.A. Times was writing, I don't know. I did not, not very wild, really, it's L.A., but, you know, I don't know. So to quote, to members of the age-old fraternal order, the skeleton is a symbol of mortality, a treasured relic used in one of their most solemn and secret rituals, initiation. End quote. Don't know what they have to do with the skeleton for initiation. Couldn't find that. No, go figure. Yeah. No surprise. It's their most solemn and secret ritual. Yeah, but there's that. And according to the official Oddfellows website, yes, that's right. I went there. They're a secret society with a website? They are. They are. And they tell you a lot, like, about who they are, what they stand for, what they do, which is, like... That's one thing, but, like, they don't talk about, like, 
the ritual. Like, they don't talk about any of that, you know? Is this just a sorority? Because that sounds like, it sounds a lot like my sorority. It's basically like a fraternity, yeah, kind of. Like, you will tell you what we do, we'll share our philanthropy, we'll share our yeah. values, but we're not telling you anything about ritual or why we do it. Yeah, that's basically, yeah, pretty much. So, according to their website, quote, Odd Fellows are aware of the vanity of earthly things, the frailty and inevitability decay of human life, and the fact that wealth has no power to stop the sureness of eventual death, end quote. Well, more people could benefit from living like that. Yeah, just a bunch of weird. But hey, you know what? You do you, man. Jesse, the operating manager of the Belvoir, did happen to be standing outside the room where George stays when he experienced one of the more rare paranormal happenings um, that he has witnessed. Uh, Also, he's been there like 20 years. So the dude's seen some shit. Yeah. All right. And has experienced some shit. He saw a full-bodied apparition of a woman walking across the hallway. Would you rather see a full-bodied apparition or, like, just a torso? A full body, 100%. See, or I'm, like I'm torn because if you can only see, like, waist up, then I'm like, maybe they don't have that much energy. Yeah. I guess that. Mm, okay. Yeah. But a full body is less freaky. Yeah. But, yeah, once you think about the energy, yeah, then it's like, like mm, a foot is fine. Thank you. Like, like just, just the foot. foot. I don't want to see a disembodied ghost foot. Or a hand. Don't put don't that know. on me. Just literally anything, anything yeah, other than a full body. body. Like, that would be great. But, but like, like, if it's a full body, but I can very easily see straight through it, I'm like, okay. But if it's, like, enough to where I'm I like, that could have been person. a real person, and then they're gone, that would freak me out even more. Because if it's, like, almost opaque... Then you're like, I'm like, okay, they really, they really showed up there. Yeah. It's not good. No. So he said in that same article, okay, so continuing the LA Times, mm-hmm. like quotes from that so far, he said, quote, the apparitions stick out to you. Nah, nah, shit, <laughs> but whatever. The apparitions stick out to you because you are seeing someone who's not there. It's relatively rare to see something like that. I've probably only seen them three times in the 20 years wow. I've been here. End quote. But the most common occurrences experienced weekly by Jesse and his staff and in guests and people who visit and things are things like hearing voices down the hallways. And also this building, it's really old. It's an old brick building. Mm-hmm. Okay, we do have photos in the drive also, by the way. We have a photo of, like, the main building that is now the winery and whatnot. To give you a pretty good idea. Lots of windows, brick building, wood floors. Okay, so, like, things are going to echo. It's, like, brick walls, mm-hmm. hard, like, plaster, you know, like, old, think old church or, like, old schoolhouse type of thing where it just echoes endlessly. Mm-hmm. Okay? So things like hearing voices down the halls, footsteps when nobody's around, objects being moved without explanation. You know, we've heard all of these types of things before. But it happens all the time. Jesse and his staff believe that most of the activity is connected to the building's time as an orphanage, which would make sense. Jesse said, quote, It's pretty obvious it's kids. It's just stuff that kids would do. Playful, playful type things. Gotcha stuff. You hear kids running and laughing down the hallway areas, things like that. Okay, but I don't like that because I don't like that either. Kids don't the usually laughter? haunt things. Like no. that me that's demons. Right, it just it's it's very unsettling. Or I mean, yeah, demons or 
adult spirits trying to trick you into thinking. So it's very poltergeisty type mm-hmm. of stuff to me. Um, the other photos on that oh, are not going to make so any nice. sense until, like, right? It looks really unassuming, right? Like, it seems like, oh, it's just this old building. Like, yeah. Not a big deal. Yeah, nah. <laughs> nope. Jesse's own daughter has even had an experience in the building that he spoke about in the episode that I watched. He said his daughter was playing, and she was pretty young at the time. I don't know how old she is now, um, but she was pretty young. But she was playing, and she ran out into the hallway and ran down the hall. And he asked her to come back into the Her name's Giselle, by the way, which I thought was kind of cute. That's, that is cute. Um, he said, Giselle, come here. And But she, what he heard in response was her kind of scared, saying, Mommy, Mommy. He then immediately, like, no no time really had passed between her saying mommy, mommy. So she, he said, she says mommy, mommy, and then he immediately heard a female voice say, well, hello, little one. <sighs> he immediately went out into the hallway, but no one was there. When he was talking to him about that, he said it was so clear. Like, he said, like, the echo, like, everything. Like, he fully anticipated like an seeing adult an woman. adult woman in the hall but it was like nobody was there and he said that obviously so so that building also this is important to know that building is the only one that people are allowed into like regularly you know so like his kids were never allowed like to go into the abandoned buildings or anything obviously that's a safety hazard but then also just because like Things happen, you know, and, like, it's kind of scary. But the kids, he said that the kids don't really, like, they're not scared of the Belvoir building. Like, they're not scared of it. Mm -hmm. Like, he sounded like they've almost kind of come to terms with it. And, like, nothing so bad has happened to them that has made them fearful. So there's at least that. Like, his kids have been safe, you know, so there's at least that. But, yeah, I would have just been really freaked out by that. But, like, for her to sound so clear... Like, well, hello, little one. Yeah. You know, like, ugh, I don't know. This freaks me out. And also that kind of speaks to, like, the age of that person before mm-hmm. they were a spirit. You know, like, little one. Like, that's not really yeah. something you hear a lot. I don't know. Just freaked me out. But then, so the guys on the Ghost Adventures crew, of course, have their theories as to why the place is so active and all that. Could um, have something to do with the rituals. Yeah. Probably. One of my favorite theories that they explored was fueled by the fact that the walls of the previous orphanage, so the walls, like, of that building, Mm -hmm. like, the winery building, were literally full of artifacts that have not been touched since the orphanage was closed and began being remodeled. That's weird. So I'm going to go over that a little bit. Like, Jesse thinks that at one point, after the orphanage was closed, or, like, at some point during the life of the orphanage and old folks home that something was going on. They were renovating or they were re like surfacing walls or doing something. Mm-hmm. And they were sweeping and stuff got pushed like off to the side of one building kind of fell down in between. Okay. And so they were remodeling into what is now like the in rooms and all of that. Mm-hmm. They were tearing down like the old plaster, the old like stuff. Like you do. Like you do. And toys, like tinker toys, notes, letters, photographs, like things just start falling out of the ceiling That's and walls. That's not normal. Right? 
Like, it's not, like, gory, scary, bloody, no bones around the walls or anything um, like that. It is scary. But it is scary, but if it's I, not, like, if bodies. I was remodeling anything and I opened up a wall and a bunch of children, like, toys fell out, I'm moving. I would moving. be freaked out. Yeah. So they found, like, um, one of the things I saw that I thought was, like, kind of... I hesitate to say sweet, but just, I don't know. I could just picture, like, sweet. I could just picture, like, a little girl, like, playing with this. Like, um, it was, like, the little tongs, like, for a tea set. It was the little tongs oh. for the sugar. Like, the sugar cubes. Yeah. Like, the little tiny, teeny tiny little tongs and things like that. And, like, the lid to a teapot and, like, um, toy soldiers and all kinds of things came out. And one of the coolest things that came out was, like, a Halloween postcard. And it was postmarked. And the stamp was a one-cent stamp, which was kind of <laughs> cool. Um, so there were all kinds of cool things. And then there were some things like um, like letters and things like that. And they did find one letter. And it literally started disintegrating. Like, Zach tried to open it. And it just it like, was so old yeah. and fragile. So he was like, all right, this is too fragile we have to open this like over a table like we need to like try to preserve it and you could see like the handwriting and you could see like it was pencil Mm -hmm. and you could make out a couple of things obviously some things were lost forever but it was a letter to a like a loved one or a family member and they were missing them and wishing that they were there oh so they were really lonely and then there was this picture of a little tiny baby girl and she was sitting up so she was like i don't know how old can you sit up? Like six months? I don't know. She was tiny. Somewhere less than as one. A baby. And she was sitting up, but she looked so sad. And like then you had to remember she was most likely an orphan. Yeah. You know, she was just staring at the camera. I don't know why that stuck with me. Because then you think about it, like literally, like the last person to touch it is dead now. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. That just kind of freaks yeah, me. Yeah, like out. these people are now gone. Yeah. Um, and they've been trapped there. They've been undisturbed for yeah. so long and now they've been disturbed because they've been ripped out of the wall like it's i don't know that that to me just feels like it stirs up something mm-hmm. i don't know and that's what the guys thought models always bring up spirits just i how feel like works. they do um and so that and that's what the ghost of team like thought they were like this has got to and so they used some of the artifacts that they found themselves because jesse was he like talked about mm-hmm. it and he was like i mean we've got more walls that need to come down if y'all want to See like, for yourself. Like, if you want to look at it, go for it. And they did. And Ooh. I have pictures of them doing that and some of the artifacts on the drive. And we'll Ooh. make that available on the blog. Also, like, links to all these articles and links to, like, the Travel Channel um, pages about this episode that has all kinds of other photos are available um, on the blog if y'all want to see it. But, yeah. Okay. So, the yeah. So, like, the Ghost Adventures guys, like, found some stuff themselves. And they later used those as trigger objects. So, they went looking Mm-hmm. For reactions, they got it. All okay. right. They got activity. So one of the items that they found was a Valentine's Day card. And on the card was the name Pauline. So Zach Baggins set up this and other items that they found during their lockdown investigation. If you've never seen Ghost Avengers, they always, like, wait till after dark. So they go sunset to sun up, like, so dark, middle of the night, and do their investigation. So, on, again, on the Valentine's Day card was the name Pauline. So Zach Baggins and set up <laughs> this and other objects that they found. During their lockdown, and they used an ovulus. What's that? So, like, they have this, like, basically resident genius. Not really resident genius, but they partner with this guy named Bill Chappell. And he is an engineer, and he helps to develop a lot of the tools that they use. And so he has, like, fine-tuned, like, the spirit box and, like, mm-hmm. all kinds of things that several people use. Yeah. Um, but they just kind of work really closely with him. Um, and it's kind of cool because he is a 100% skeptic, which I think is great because mm-hmm. he's on so many of these episodes and he 
will debunk it or die trying. Yeah, like, if it can be debunked, he's going to do it. Anywho, so the Ovulus device is, it's like a a little handheld device. And it has a screen on it. And the Ovulus, there's there's been several. So this one was Ovulus 3. But, you know, there have been several. And they all basically do the same thing. They just keep getting tuned and fine-tuned and all that. Um, the Ovulus is a device that has a database of words. Basically, a big dictionary of words. And it has a little speaker, like a robot voice, like reads whatever word mm-hmm. comes up. And then it has a gauge that tells you how much energy was used to select that word from the database. Oh. Okay? And so... Um, that's the real basic premise. So it looks like a digital recorder, basically, with a screen. So they pull out the ovulus, you know, and there's hundreds, if not thousands of words, okay, hundreds mm-hmm. at least of words, names, places, verbs, you know, there's yeah. just all kinds of things on here. And they keep adding it. Like with, So with each new version of the ovulus, there's more and more options, okay? okay? So this is the third one. So it's getting up there. So he pulls out the ovulus, and they use it a lot, and I really like that one. I don't know why. I just think it's kind of cool. Because there's no buttons except, like, on and off. You know, yeah. there's, like, very few things they can do to mess with it. So I don't know. It just, I like it. Um, he pulls out the ovulus, and he asks, what is the name on the Valentine's Day card that I found? And guess, guess what the ovulus said? I assume the correct name. So the name on the card was Pauline. The ovulus said Paula. Which I'm going to assume is, like, the closest variation of Pauline that's in the in database. Because yeah. I can't imagine Bill Travel's like, you know what, I'm going to put every variation of any name I can think of into this yeah. thing, you know? So, and I don't even know, like, how he chose the words that are in the database. It's just that's what's in the database. After that happened, Zach tried to communicate further with them. They had been doing several sessions with, like, EVP and um, Ovulus and all of that during this and like that was like the first semi-intelligent response that they've gotten back so obviously like any good investigator you're gonna stick with that that further so he gets out the spirit box because they tend to have the most luck with the spirit box and for anybody who doesn't know what a spirit box is it is this device it plays a lot of to us what sounds like white noise but it's like it is scanning different wavelengths instantly like it is scanning through thousands of different frequencies also it has the... you can buy spirit boxes on amazon apparently you can um the sound of the spirit box sets my teeth on edge and i don't know what it is but it really does like every time i'm like stop 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 like i don't know why i just really hate it's because it because it's white noise <laughs> it's like repetitive loud quick <laughs> white noise it's it almost like it's like a vibration i don't know it's weird but whatever so he pulls it out okay and this is what i really start like losing my shit okay so he pulls it out and wants to communicate further, which, okay, yeah, do that. He pulls it out. He, like, walks. He only takes, like, a couple steps. So, like, all of this has happened within the same location, mm-hmm. on the same floor, in the same hallway, okay? He walks around. He says, so, like, he, they're up where they're, where it was, like, the orphanage, old folks' home, and stuff like that, okay? So, okay. Zach was really intrigued by the fact that there were so many children, um, you know, and that it was an orphanage. Like, that was really what he seemed to be connecting with, what he really, like, ran with. So okay. he said, what's up, little kids? Or, like, something along those mm-hmm. lines. You know, just being like, okay, great. You want to talk? Let's talk. Like, yeah. all right, kids. And literally a second later, like, no joke, something comes through. And I'm the worst at being like, oh, yeah, that says this. You know, and I hate it when they, like, prime you. By putting the words on the screen. Yeah, but they didn't this time like they didn't mm-hmm. and it, i'm serious it came in and it sounded like like how you doing 
It's literally what it sounded like. <laughs> How you doing? And I was like, what? And it was a male voice. That's relevant. So a male voice comes through, and it's kind of like, how you doing? And, like, Zach immediately responds and is like, whoa. Like, it asked how you doing? Because, like, yeah. that is now two consecutive intelligent responses, mm-hmm. which is wild. Yeah. We can't say if it was the same spirit or not because, obviously, like, the ovulus is, like, a robot voice. So yeah. it's, like, you can't tell if that's this, if it's both male, you know, if they were yeah. both male voices or whatever. But kind of wild. So he follows that up with, um, like, he asks for their name, which yeah. is a logical next step. So he asks for the spirit's name, but it's not a name that he receives back. Oh, I don't response. like that. Yeah. Another male voice comes through and says, I murder. See? All right. I I'm don't like, no, like that. No. And Zach freaks out like, because, uh... and also, I mean... All you need to freak out is it saying, I murder. I mean, there's that. Yeah. But, like, and this one was deeper, which was scarier to me. So it comes through and says, I murder. And so, of course, he's freaking out for that. But Mm -hmm. he's then describes, like, at the moment that it said, I murder, the hand he was using, like, holding out the spirit box, it felt like somebody grabbed it and, like, tried to, like, take the spirit box from him. He said it sounded like, um... Like when somebody takes a microphone from your hand to speak into it, so it's kind of like like they held on and pulled, yeah. is what it is what he described. Weird. And I was like freaky, but of course he like recoils and like yeah, jerks his like, hand uh, back because you're not expecting an invisible force to touch you or grab something out of grab your hand. You. Yeah, there's so, that. Do we think that like murder spirit was like mm, this is over, this session is over, like I'm done, probably. So of course he reacts and backs away a second. But then another voice comes. Another voice. So now comes we have through, at least three at least spirits. Three spirits. Maybe four. Maybe at least four. Three. Yeah, at least three distinctive ones. And it can be argued that the male voices, because these have all been male voices at this point. It can be argued that they all could have been the same, but they each sounded different to me. Okay. So there were definitely two distinct male voices. But this third one may or may not have been the same one as the first. Okay. They sounded similar enough, but also different enough to make me be like, maybe three. I don't know. Okay. But then another voice comes through and says, I'm back. They're back. Right? Freaks me out. And so Zach, be trying to be a good sport, I guess, just goes, hi. Like, just responds like, back. Uh, because okay. they keep... They keep responding. So it's like, keep going. Yeah, just keep talking. Yeah, so he says hi. And because what else do you say to yeah. I'm back? It's like, okay, hi. Like, welcome back. Like, what else do you say? Um, and then he asked, this is really where I was like, no, no, no. It wasn't it I murder or I mean, the yeah, skeleton in the lobby. That, but these, like, again, remember, these are all in quick succession. All these voices are quick succession. So like, oh, yeah, I definitely was like, no, at the I murder. But then I'm back came in and then this. OK, so he says hi. And then he asked, how many spirits are here with me? Because it sounded like three different voices. Yeah. Like it, it was reasonable enough to think. Three different voices. So he asks, how Ooh. many spirits are here with me? Oh, can I... Does does somebody say legions? Because that's about to be... No. Fu- okay. No. I would have lost it. No. 
least it's not that. No. Another completely different voice that could be argued to be a female voice just because it sounded so much different than mm-hmm. the others. Okay. But I don't know. I can't tell you 100% definitively, yes, it was a female voice, but it was different. Another voice comes through and says, several. Honestly, all of these were so clear. The only one that I'm like, I don't know, was the how you doing, just because it came out so quickly. But literally, several. Several. And I was like, and it sounded very matter of fact. Like, it it didn't sound robotic. Like it, yeah. you know, because sometimes the voices that come through are, sound very weird. So it and wasn't distorted. like several. No, it, it was literally like, was like several. Several. And he's just like, uh, yeah, this really did it for me. I was like, okay. So let's keep going. Let's keep going. There is a local. So like one of the things I like about Ghost Adventures, and I that something I think they do a good job about is like they will seem to do a good job. I don't know. That's kind of relative, but. They at least draw attention to the fact that there are local investigators. Like, mm-hmm. there are local paranormal, like, groups yeah. in basically every place that they go to. And I love it when they bring them on and That's are fine. like, yeah, we've been here. We've done investigations here. Like, these this are... This is what we found. This is what we found. You know, that's kind of cool. And it kind of makes it seem a little more legit, which is nice when it's somebody who's not famous, that yeah. this is not their job, you know, like... Well, maybe it is, but it's like, you know. It probably is not. Probably not, but you know. So I want to tell you like one last creepy thing, sort of, uh, whatever. Okay. I'm going to tell you another creepy thing. And this is the thing, this like succession of of events like freaked me out also kind of more than what just happened with Zach. Okay. Okay. So there's a local investigator. His name is Nick. No affiliation with the Nick who was previously on Ghost Adventures. He did an interview with the Ghost Adventures guys, and he has investigated the Oddfellows home over a hundred times. Like, this specific location, over a hundred times. And he says he keeps coming back because it's the most haunted place he's ever been, and he comes back to be reminded of why he continues to investigate the paranormal. That's kind of cute. Right? Like, it's kind of cute, but also, like, wow. So, if he's like, you know what? I need to be reminded, like, why I'm interested in this. Because it's all about, like, the, like, not just the experience, but it's all about, like, figuring out the unknown. Mm-hmm. Like, learning what is beyond this life. Like, yeah, what is why that people look like, like to go to space or underground. Yeah. It's, it's the unknown. And it's just cool. And so, like, I'm sure there's going to be several times for an investigator i imagine like when you go somewhere and nothing really happens like you don't really get anything like and that can be kind of disappointing so like when he's had moments like that Mm -hmm. he goes to the oddfellows home because jesse and like his team let people investigate like it's ticketed like you have to like make plans ahead of time and Mm -hmm. like talk to him about it but like he lets you do investigations Mm -hmm. there and in the abandoned buildings you know all that and it's just wild but so During his interview, he told them about a super scary experience that he had during an investigation. And it sounded like he hasn't been back, like, since then. Oh. Which is wild. Um, But he didn't... I can't remember him saying that 100%, so, like, I can't tell you, but it sounded like he's not been back. Um, Which I I would not blame him. Um, So while he... So he was... A lot of these buildings are close enough to each other, or at least sides of them are close enough to each other. Mm -hmm. You can look out one window and see into another window of another building. That makes sense. Okay. So he was standing, like, at the end of a hallway, I think, and was looking out one of the windows, and he, like, looked through the window of the hospital, I think. I think he was standing in the orphanage. No. He was standing 
in, I think, like, the administration building, I suppose, looking into the hospital. Either way, he saw a full apparition of a man. And again, remember, like, the apparitions are not a thing that happened very often. Yeah. They made eye contact. And oh, Nick I don't said like that. that it felt like they connected. Like, oh, not I really so much that like it that. attached, but just like, like, you know, when you have really intense eye contact with someone, and you're yeah, like, our relationship is, full, is forever changed. It's from very that, uncomfortable. From that eye contact. Okay. They make eye contact. And he said he felt like they had connected. And he broke eye contact. And it felt like somebody immediately, like, grabbed his arms. Oh. Like, roughly, like, grabbed and kind of, like, shook him up a little, you know, like, not actually, like, shook him. But, you know, yeah, when somebody grabs you enough. hard, you know, you're yeah. like, Ugh. And so he felt grabbed. So, and so that just kind of, like, shook him up, which, like, yeah. Because you literally just had eye contact with a ghost and then felt, like, felt this invisible force touch you. Like, yep, yeah, that's, that's scary. So while during their lockdown, Aaron and Billy were together, and then Zach and Jay were together. So Billy and Aaron were in a different building. So they were in the building that this happened to Nick in. Okay. okay. And so they went to that floor where it happened and took out an ovulus. And the ovulus is the star of this whole episode. <laughs> All right. Bill Chapel, my man. So they only got three words, like, the whole time that they did this. And they will use a tool for a while. Mm-hmm. Like, they'll, in, like, EVP sessions, like, you only hear, like, 30 seconds. But yeah. they will do, like, 45-minute, an hour-long yeah. EVP session just to see if they get anything. So they only got three words on the ovulus the whole time. And the first word was Nick. Oh. All right? Right? Okay. Right? freaky freaky okay and it gets worse then immediately after it sounded like something was thrown at them they were at the end of a hallway and this of course like any abandoned building there's like crap everywhere yeah and so they were for sure in like the old folks home because there were like wheelchair you know mm-hmm. like things like that around they start walking towards the direction that it sounded like something came from you know like and I'm like, why would you walk towards the direction where something was just thrown at you from? But because whatever. it's ghost adventures. Yes, and they want to know why. It sounded like a rock, to be honest. Like, it sounded like something hard, like, hit several pieces of debris, like, on the floor and, like, skittered, like, closer to them. I don't know. So, as they are walking that way to check it out, whatever, as you do, and they get a second word. So, the first word was Nick. Mm-hmm. The second word, Send. <laughs> send i don't like that either right and th- the energy was even it looked like it took the same amount of energy like it deliberately chose nick deliberately chose send like it wasn't because like sometimes there's a little tiny sliver of like the gauge yes yeah, so and i'm it- like that didn't take very much energy but it, i mean that was enough to where i was like okay like that was like they searched and sought that out yeah and and chose nick then chose send. I don't like it. They immediately after got the third and final word. Oh, I don't think I'm going to like this either. Nick. A second time. Oh, I'm getting goosebumps. Right? You are, I can see. And they debriefed with Nick after the fact. And they told him what had happened. And he, honestly, like, he looked equal parts terrified, but equal parts, like, not at all surprised. 
because he's it felt like he something there like was connected to him in a way yeah not connected in the fact that you take it home with you but like but seeking I, him out like, yeah but i still don't out. want anything from the beyond seeking me out right and he said that the fact that something out there wherever there is Where, yeah out there was calling for him just really unsettled him yeah i'm not a fan of that yeah I don't think I'd go back. But also at the same time, I I feel like he could be like, they remember my name. I think at that point I would. Ooh, what just oh, happened? The oh, my God, fell. that scared me. The thing fell. Ooh, ooh y'all. There's a garland <laughs> on this table. And it just fell and scared the life out of me. That was not the time for that time. Or maybe it, it like was. touched my foot. And that I was, was funny. like, what ooh, just touched me? I saw your foot move. And so, and I heard it. And I moved because I was scared. Oh, and then you moved. I, oh, jeez. But yeah, so that's all I have for you about the Oddfellows home in Madison, Missouri. Um, so do you still want to go? Yes. It's, it's a haunted winery. I want I mean, to what go is there to, not to the love? winery. Yeah. I didn't seek out a whole lot of information about the winery just because I figured regardless you would want to go. Yeah, so, I love a good winery. Yeah. I would love to go literally anywhere right now. Yeah. That would be cool. Yeah. Well, but yeah. you guys enjoyed this. I hope you did. I enjoyed this. I loved this. it. Yeah. I, th- I had fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, but if you want to see anything that we've referenced, that's our website, thenotsogreatoutdoors.com. If you have any suggestions or ghost or other types of stories, send those to us at notsogreatoutdoors at gmail.com. If you want to follow us on social media, you definitely should. We are at NSGOpod everywhere you might want to. If you would like to support us, we're on Patreon at patreon.com slash nsgopod, and you get bonus content and boxes and other things at different tiers. Check that out. So if you like this, there's more where this came from on Patreon. And if you can't support us full time, but you want to give us a donation, you can buy us a glass of wine, and the link to that is in our Instagram bio. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, I really enjoyed telling stories. I like telling about places and time periods and all that i don't know this is just something i really love to do so i hope you guys enjoyed it i am so excited that more of you are going to get to hear something that i share um other than our patrons i love our patrons and i love that that's like exclusive to you guys Mm -hmm. but i was excited to be able to do a bonus episode for all of you just as my little way this thanksgiving week of telling you that i'm so thankful for you guys i'm thankful for the community we've built here um and we just appreciate you guys and so i hope that um, you'll stay tuned for this week for Thursday because you get another episode. Don't forget regular schedule, regularly scheduled programming. Yes, so we'll that will resume as normal. You know, so nothing's changing with that episode. It'll still drop on just Thursday. More. Yeah, just some extra stuff. So keep that dial tuned and uh, come back and for that episode. You're not going to want to miss it. It's also a really good one. And in the meantime, stay, stay safe, safe out there. Thanks for watching. Our music is by Purple Planet. Our art and logos are by Katherine Dodds. If you'd like to support us, you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash nsgopod. And don't forget to listen on all of your favorite podcasting platforms.